0: Well, so our goal with NextGen Chef is really to support food and beverage entrepreneurs with the resources they need, right? That's what the goal of the platform is. And with the podcast, it's really to enable people to have access to the information so they can make more informed choices. This information is for the businesses as well as for the end consumers, because we want businesses to make more informed choices and we want and consumers to make more informed choices, whether you're putting it on the shelf or putting it on the table for your family. Because it's a cycle, right? We want everybody to make the more informed choices to have access to greater and better food options.
1: This is Evolve CPG, a community of purpose-driven brand leaders who not only believe in better, but actively pursue it. That's better products, better brands, better leadership for a better world. I'm your host, Gage Mitchell founder and creative director of Modern Species, a sustainable brand design agency helping better brands grow and scale their impact. On today's episode, we're speaking with Justine Reichman, founder and CEO of Next Gen Chef, about volunteering, the power of community, and changing the food system.
0: Hi Gage, thanks so much for having me here on your podcast. My name is Justine Reichman and I'm the founder of Next Gen Chef and the host of Essential Ingredients with Justine Reichman. I launched NextGen Chef as a movement and as a community for those founding businesses to enable founders to build better-for-you food businesses and create greater access to healthy food. That's the overall mission. And Essential Ingredients is really just one of the tools and platforms we use to share stories and recipes to inspire those founders and consumers to make more informed choices.
1: That's awesome. Thanks for joining us. And I'm really excited to chat with you, particularly because we're so heavily aligned on kind of some of the things we're doing. So I'm excited to swap notes and share ideas and see what we can build together. Before we dive into some of the current pieces or things that you're working on, like uh, Essential Ingredients and Next Gen Chef, I was wanting to dive a little bit more into your background because when I was poking around on your LinkedIn page, I noticed that you've got some volunteer work in the arts. And as someone who has a Bachelor of Fine Arts and who volunteers almost too much of my time, <laughs> I just love collaborating with people. So volunteers Can it really are be to too that. much though? <laughs> well, if you look at my bottom line, maybe we donate too many hours of volunteer, but so I'm just super curious to hear a little bit more about your background in volunteering with the arts and kind of how that's informed where you are today.
0: Sure, I'd be happy to share that. And in my opinion, I think that volunteering fuels everything else I do. So I don't necessarily think it could be too much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there. It's just uh, when my admins or employees or whatever see how much time I volunteer, sometimes they're a little bit concerned about maybe I should be spending a little bit more time in the design studio. But exactly what you're saying, I feel like a lot of the volunteer work I've done, has taught me new skills or I've made greater connections within the industry, found more collaborators and got like a depth of perspective that I think really fuels the work that I do at the agency. So I totally agree with you. I volunteer (laughs) obsessively just because I always learn and grow with each new role.
0: Well, I agree with you. And I think that that's what inspired me in everything that I do every day. I think it inspired me to build Next Gen Chef, which was originally Global Arts for Humanity. We were living in Mexico City, and I couldn't go get a day job. I didn't have a visa, and I just wanted to have an impact and be part of the culture and be part of the, you know, the, I wanted to live and work where I was, right? I didn't want to just be somebody that was a perpetual tourist.
1: I wanted to be part of
0: the community, right? So I randomly was doing one of my daily activities. And as I'm speaking poor Spanish and talking to the people (laughs) that were there and and trying to say, necesitas, you know, et et cetera, somebody's like, Do you need some help? And (laughs) in trying to communicate in Spanish, and every third person speaks English and they're so happy to speak English because they want to practice you know, the person said to me, so what are you doing here? And, and I explained to them that I was there with my partner and he was a consultant and I was taking pictures because the day before somebody had loved my Instagram. And of course, when they asked me what I did, I was a photographer. Because they love my pictures. (laughs) So, of course, I'm a photographer, right? Of course. So, in any event, they were commenting, oh, you take pictures? And I said, yes. They said, oh, we'd love to invite you. Come with us. Come meet the people I work with. And they worked with a company called Fundacion CMR, which was the, and an NGO, which was part of their company. And they were a franchise for the CMR group, which owned a franchise of restaurants. Anyway, long story short, it was a group that helped teach lower income families to grow organic produce. And Then they got to grow it, eat some for themselves, but also have enough left over so they could complete the whole process, have enough to eat, but have enough to sell to become self-sustaining. And I loved this whole idea. And I started to take pictures and then I started to brainstorm and I got ideas on how to monetize this for them and how to create another revenue stream. So Which I started off as volunteering, <laughs> ultimately then became global arts for humanity. I integrated art into this and created recipe contests and took this idea from something small in Mexico City to a recipe contest in Marin, California, which then became something to support startups, which then now became next gen chef. So you see when I tell you that volunteering really feeds my passion for building business. And that's why I built the B Corp, because I believe that it's as important to build business as it is to have an impact. So, that's one of the ways that I give back and volunteer. And I'm also on the auxiliary board for the ballet because I have a passion for ballet ever since I was a little prima, ball- not prima ballerina, little ballerina that yeah. wasn't very good, but did like to wear the tutus. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but I share the story with you about the food because I so believe that connecting your passion and what, how you volunteer really does feed what I do on a daily basis.
1: Absolutely. I especially love that finding opportunities to volunteer in areas that you're passionate about can then somehow lead to weaving that into your actual career that what you do for a living too because I think too many people take a job just because there's a job opportunity or because it pays well. And they don't think enough about like, what kind of job is going to fire me up as an individual. But when you find those kind of alignments with your passion and something that's needed in the world, and you can possibly make some money off of it, I think that's where the magic happens.
0: And to me, it gets me up in the morning. I mean, the fact that I get to be able to provide a resource, a trusted resource and connect people that can have an impact for themselves and also for the greater good, for their personal well-being and also for the planet to help them create something that is far beyond them and then also create a livelihood for them is one of the most rewarding things I've done in my life.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. And were you always kind of an entrepreneur like before that? Because it seems like that was kind of a natural tendency of of your own personalities to figure out like there's an opportunity and there's all these possibilities. And if we could just connect these dots, then it can create this new thing. Was that something you'd been doing before or did it kind of spark there?
0: I think I've always been an entrepreneur. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. My mother is an entrepreneur. My father was an entrepreneur. When I was a little girl, my mom had a roller skating shop on Martha's Vineyard, which if you're not familiar, it's on the East Coast, It's you are familiar with it. Uh And when I was six, I went to sleepaway camp. But when I'd come back at the end of the summer, we wanted more people, more customers. So I went out on my roller skates and I used to roller skate to like the parks. I'd go grab people so she could have more customers. <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
0: So I would say that I've always been an entrepreneur. I like to fix problems. I like to solve problems. Tim, my partner, always calls me the fixer. And when I say that, you know, I get this visual of that movie, you know, the fixer where they kill people, you know, where he's standing in the... Okay. So, I'm not that kind of fixer, but (laughs) I do like to solve problems. It's my natural tendency. And so, as an entrepreneur, it gives me that opportunity to solve a problem and find a solution that works for people in a maybe better way.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like for... I've always attributed that personality in myself to my background as a designer, because obviously, as a designer, you're given some sort of challenge or a problem, and you've got to find some creative solutions to it. But now that you say that, that's probably overlapping with my entrepreneur background too. And similarly, I also come from a line of entrepreneurs as well. So, it's starting to make me wonder if entrepreneurism is more nature or nurture. <laughs> Maybe oh, a little bit good. of both. I don't know.
0: Maybe, yeah. Yeah.
1: There might be something to like growing up in that environment, watching your parents or other family members build something from scratch and and have that work ethic that it takes to kind of keep something like that going and manage people and still manage your life and so on and so forth that maybe kind of starts us down that path. Or maybe it's just like genetic and (laughs) entrepreneurs breed more entrepreneurs, I'm not sure.
0: I also think there's a lot of different kinds of people in the world. Some people are leaders, some people are followers, some people are doers. There's lots of different kinds of people that make up the world, and they're all equally important. As I like to say that, you know, we need teachers in the world. We need people that are innovators in the world. They're all equally important, right? Somebody's got to do all these different jobs. So I'm grateful that I'm here to do this one (laughs) because it's so meaningful to me. Yeah, And I just, I couldn't be happier with the opportunity, with the interest, with the idea that I get to be able to meet all these amazing people, to learn what they're doing, and to be able to connect them with the people that I get to meet and help them further develop and connect and innovate in what is a really changing system right now. And I'm so excited for the future of it. And I'm excited not just to see where it goes, but I'm excited for the potential that it gives us access to new things and it changes the opportunity we have for our health and wellness and for you know our families and our kids and the future of the planet. Because I think that it's also changing the way that we look at things. And I think it's making us more compassionate and empathetic. I don't know. What are you seeing these days? Because you're in a very similar place seeing a lot of this as well.
1: I started my design agency, which is also B Corp certified. So, go B Corp. I I started the agency like 12 years ago and it was earlier than I planned on starting a business. I always knew I would at some point, but I wanted to work at a bunch of different size and scale of agencies before starting my own. But started out knowing that if I was going to do this, I needed to do it my way and make some sort of impact. Otherwise, what's the point? So over those 12 years, I definitely feel like in the beginning, it was felt, it seemed like a little bit weird. And we were in the oddball of a company trying to focus on mission only and to work in the specific field of sustainability and CPG and food and other things like that. But now I feel like basically every agency is kind of working to some degree in this space. And I, you know, partly because venture capital money dumped into sustainability and food and impact. But I think also because people realized how amazing it is to work on something that fuels your passion and makes a positive impact in the world, as opposed to just making a buck off of selling something that people don't need. And so I think that's, I would agree with you that it's It's a great opportunity and it's becoming more common, I think, for people to understand that there are possibilities to align your values and your interests with what you do for a living. So, I would say that that is becoming more common and I like that in that I am a big advocate for people doing what they love and finding ways to contribute to the world.
0: Maybe that's what the 2020s are about.
1: Yeah, I hope so, (laughs) especially with now with COVID and people being able to work from Home, maybe there'll be more flexibility where historically you'd have to find a job that was available near you so you could go to the office. But now maybe more people will just look for a job that fits them and hopefully they can work remote.
0: Yeah, and that fuels them with something that they get to feel good about, have an impact, make a living do good in the world. I don't know. I mean, it's a little idealistic, but I did go to the United Nations School growing up. And so, I think that that also played a role in the way that I look at the world.
1: Absolutely. Another thing that seems to be growing is maybe more and more people are taking a stab at doing their own thing, becoming entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. whether they were always entrepreneurs and just now feeling like they have the opportunity or confidence to do it or not, I'm not sure. But one of the other things I found in your history, or maybe it's an ongoing role, is your work with the Founders Institute. Mm-hmm. And I'd be curious to hear more about that because I'm not familiar with the Founders Institute, but that seems like a really fun role that you've got with them.
0: So the Founder Institute is an amazing organization that supports entrepreneurs in a variety of niches to build startups. And, you know, they take you through soup to nuts how to build your business, and they have a curriculum and they bring in experts, mentors every week that go through this in the curriculum so that you can go from setting up your corporation or whatever you're going to do to how to market it, how to scale up, how to build it. So they have the whole steps so that by the time you're there, you know how you've set up this company, who your advisors are. You basically structured your whole business and how you want to raise money, what it's going for, how you're going to pay for it, all those kinds of things. And it also it's a huge robust organization that has a really large group of mentors that are from varied backgrounds so you could meet people there that are in ai that are in food that are in tech that are in you name it they've really been able to curate a very varied you know group of people so that regardless of the niche that you're in they probably have a mentor in your field so I helped with the East Bay chapter with two different people, Ben from Vertosa and Mark, who has Mindful Text, and then COVID hit. So we had one and then we did not continue because of COVID, because we were just getting it off the ground. That being said, I'm still involved. I you know participated in a couple of their SF events. So that means that when they have the SF events when they're running their chapters when they're running their you know their seasons you know the session for SF I went and I participated in one of the sessions maybe it was the review session or presentations and in fact tomorrow I'm speaking on one of the panels for the Food Tech one in Finland so I think it's at 6:30 in the morning it's a little early for me, but I'll be you know, up at 6.30 and talking on that panel with some other people in Europe. And it's specifically on food tech. And I've spoken on their panels in the past as well, because it's specifically in my field, right? So it allows them to access a broad range of experts in that field. And we are a great resource for them as well, because we're specifically in food and beverage and it allows them to cross the pond and really tap into our network. And Nextgen Chef has a a LinkedIn, if you will, for people in food and beverage on an app where you can connect with people. So while they have a whole curriculum, they can then tap into our network and tap into all these different resources. They could tap into our podcast and they can connect with all of our people. So it, it allows them to access that, get to know me a little bit, and then I can connect them with some more people in their specific area.
1: Nice. And I want to talk more about Next Gen Chef in a moment, but before I do... The Founders Institute, that program sounds like a great resource for entrepreneurs. Is that a free Definitely. resource? Is that like a Does it have a fee associated with it? It
0: does have a fee associated with it for the program. It's very affordable. I don't know what it is today because of COVID and because they do it online and maybe because they're coming out of COVID. I think it's different in each city. But I can send you the link for it so you can, and you might be able to find it anyway. But it's very robust. In so, I think they're in hundreds, hundred, I mean, they're in so many countries, and the network is great. I would definitely think it's a great resource for your listeners.
1: Yeah, we'll share that out, that link. That's good to know. Definitely. I participated in a similar program called 10,000 Small Businesses. It's funded by uh, Goldman Sachs, so it's free for the entrepreneurs attending. They just have kind of specific requirements around how long you've been in business and how much your revenue is or how many employees you have, etc. But then it leads you through a whole process of finding a growth opportunity and then building out the whole plan around that growth opportunity. That's great. So, it's a really fun program to participate in with a lot of value. But the Founders Institute sounds like it's probably better for like the startups, like getting... Ready to launch something, as opposed to somebody running that's already run a business for five or ten years.
0: Yes, it's well. It's great for people that even just have an idea could be looking for a co-founder, is interested. That's an entrepreneur. They have kind of a test that you take to see if you've got the DNA, so to speak, to be an entrepreneur. Oh, that's and cool. so you take that. And once you take that, they then give you a ring and, and there's a little bit of a process, but it's really just to see, they want you to be successful. So they have a little process to ensure your success. And I think that it's a great program. Everybody that I've met through the program has been stellar.
1: Nice. Okay, great. We'll share that out as a resource. Thanks for mentioning it. All right. So next gen chef. So tell us a little bit more about what you're building there.
0: So NextGenChef was originally just a community for people in food and beverage to connect them with the trusted resources that they need to build their business. Once we started to build that, we started to make these amazing connections for people that allowed them to start to build their business. And we realized we had more to offer. We were not just a trusted, we were not just connecting a few people. We were really a robust, trusted resource, and we built an app. And The app allows people to connect with one another, similar to LinkedIn. You can text, you can email, you can access our resources. And the resources are continuing to build. We're continuing to grow those resources so that when you are growing a business and you need an attorney, you need a cloud, you need whatever it is, it will ultimately be there, but it is still growing. This resource is still growing. And then once we launched The podcast. We started to put the podcasts on there. And our goal for these podcasts were for them not just to live there, but for us to allow people to continue the conversation on the app. So you can go onto the app and you can join the discussion board and text with the guest and the host to ask them questions, revisit them, continue this conversation three weeks later with them live, or just chat with other people about this conversation. And so people can continue to have this conversation. Should they be interested or want to learn more or somebody wants to chime in? Like we're having this conversation. Let's say somebody from the Founder Institute wanted to chime in on this conversation. If we put it on the podcast, hey, I'm from Founder Institute. You have questions? Just here you go. Here's a link. And then somebody else writes something. And this way, this conversation continues to live. It doesn't die after it's over, it lives, it continues to evolve. So, that's what we're going to do with each podcast. And so, we've started to do that and we're going to continue to do that. And so, we're super excited about that.
1: Love it. So, the app, is that on Apple, Android? It's on Apple on
0: iTunes. It's on all the different what's the other one called? Um, Google, Android. So that's what the app does. It's going to continue to evolve. There will be event listings on there as we, you know, get through COVID and we have live events. There's going to be other, you know, online events there too. You'll be able to, ultimately we will have artificial intelligence that will enable you to connect and learn more about the people there, but that's down the road. For the moment, it's really a place you can scroll through names. You can see who they are. You can email and text them directly. But again, you have to do the work and you got to read through. But, you know, there's lots of people to read about and check in with. So that's fun. And you can always catch our latest newsletter there. You can find different resources that we've pre-negotiated with. So you get better discounts with so for right now the app is free. So it's worth checking out for people and Absolutely. it get you special access to all these people that otherwise you might not have access to.
1: Yeah, that's great. So
0: the goal of Next Gen Chef really is to just give access to all these trusted resources and give everyone greater access to healthy food.
1: Great. Yeah, that's I like that mission. <laughs> it's part of my right. mission as an agency too is to enable more healthy and sustainable lifestyles with that said is there a specific type of food industry person that should particularly join next gen chef or is it anyone whether you're a food product company or you run a restaurant or
0: well so our goal with next gen chef is really to support food and beverage entrepreneurs with the resources they need, right? That's what the goal of the platform is. And with the podcast, it's really to enable people to have access to the information so they can make more informed choices. This information is for the businesses as well as for the end consumers, because we want businesses to make more informed choices and we want end consumers to make more informed choices, whether you're putting it on the shelf or putting it on the table for your family because it's a cycle, right? We want everybody to make the more informed choices to have access to greater and better food options. So that's our goal. We want a better food system. That's the overarching goal. The overarching goal is to have a better food system. And the only way I know how to do that is to provide access to education, to community, so that people can connect, collaborate, and innovate.
1: Great. In the podcast, Essential Ingredients, you've mentioned that a few times. And is your audience for that more industry focused or is it more consumer focused? Like, are you trying to help people live the healthier life or get access to better food? Or are you trying to help the people making that possible more successful?
0: So, you know, we've done a lot of research on our audience and we have both founders, we have VCs, we have doctors, and we have People and consumers. So I think that we have people that are interested in in food and wellness. We have people interested in building startups. It's interesting because I think the way that we have approached this is accessible. And so as a result, we don't just get the people building the businesses. We have the everyday person that's just interested in learning the information. Cause you get to know the people behind the products as well.
1: Nice. And I know that you're on YouTube and I'm pretty sure your podcast is available on, you know, all podcast platforms, right? It is great. That's amazing. Within that podcast, what kind of conversations are you normally having?
0: So our conversations are meant to be accessible and friendly. And we are talking with founders and startups and researchers to learn a little bit about the businesses they're building, the challenges, the mistakes that they've made, the milestones that they've had, and how they're changing the future of food so that we can share with you know everyone that's listening so that as they go out to the world, they can make more informed choices, whether they're building a business or they're putting food in their mouth or on the table and along the way i even get to change my behavior cuz i'm learning so much
1: <laughs> as somebody newer to the podcast world i think that's one of the most enjoyable parts is i just love connecting with other people that's part of why i volunteer a lot and so having this not only excuse but almost obligation to have conversations with really interesting people has been really rewarding because like you said i get to learn a lot about how they're approaching life or business or food or leadership or all these different topics. And it's really insightful.
0: I agree. I agree. I've learned so much. And sometimes I change a few things here or there, or it just be- makes me more mindful. But if I walk away every week with one or two new things to consider, I feel like it's a win.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. So, speaking of wins, you're growing this awesome community of Next Gen Chef and have the podcast Essential Ingredients, which we'll we'll provide links for as well so people can find you there. But what's kind of next for you? Like, do you have any other projects in the mix or are you just really trying to grow those communities slash um, show? Do you have any sticky challenges you're trying to tackle at the moment?
0: Well, Next Gen Chef is just the beginning. We have a family of brands we're we're working on.
1: Oh, um, exciting. So other <laughs> communities.
0: Within the next gen family, there will be a next gen mindset to support the founders. So we next gen chef and next we also have next gen purpose will be launching and next gen food fund for those founders out there. We will be accepting applications. We're going to be starting a small fund for 8 to 10 businesses. So, that we can support those new food and beverage startups that are looking for small, you know, funds to be able to get to the next level. Uh, we've put together some advisors and some resources for them, and we want to help them get to the next place and be part of that. And then we're going to be launching our next gen pantry, which is coming down the pipeline. We're launching an Amazon store so that as we bring on and have these conversations with these amazing food startups and entrepreneurs and talk about their amazing products, we can then actually offer them in our store.
1: Nice. That's super cool. So you can shop shop what you listen to.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And they'll be, you know, next gen certified or approved as you, you know, however you want to call it, right? Because we really look for those regenerative and sustainable and better for you food products. So we don't really bring on things that aren't. So if you're listening to the conversations we're having and you're interested in the products that we're talking about, then you're listening to something that we've already vetted and it's regenerative or it's better for you or it's sustainable or it's working towards being those things. So our store will be full of that, the next gen pantry.
1: That's a really cool idea. What I particularly like is that, um, you know, consumers are busy. There's so much information out there. And yes, we do live in a world where you can basically find anything out online, but that takes time and it takes effort. And there's so much conflicting information. So, to be able to deliver a curated selection of products where you took that, you did all that research, you did all the thinking for them and they can just trust that these are going to be better products for them and for the world. I think that's will be a nice shopping experience. So I'm excited We're to see excited that, about it. that store excited. launch. Cool. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of amazing things going on and I'll encourage our listeners to check out uh, your podcast and community as well. And I will go and join the community <laughs> very Please shortly do. too. And, Please and see do. see what it's all yeah. about. So.
0: Please make sure That's you awesome. find us. At, if you're not following us or listening to us on iTunes, we're Essential Ingredients with Justine Reichman. If you're not watching our video cast on YouTube, it's under Next Gen Chef. So either way, I hope you'll watch and follow and listen and yeah, leave absolutely. us a note. Let us know what you think.
1: Yeah. I, that's one thing I've noticed is a little bit hard as I keep you know asking people for feedback or mentioning at the end of each episode. but. Uh, you don't get a ton of that, so absolutely, listeners out there, <laughs> provide <laughs> some feedback. You know, offer speaker suggestions for you know whichever show. We're here to serve you, like I'm sure NextGen Shift and Essential Ingredients are. So tell us what we you are. want, and <laughs> tell us
0: exactly. what could be we of are. more
1: value. That's great. Well, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule and chatting and sharing your story with us. I. Love what you're doing and I'm excited to support it in any way we can. And thanks for kind of being who you are and building an amazing community to help others help others.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you, Gage, so much for having me. And I I appreciate what you're doing as well. And if there's ever a way to collaborate, please let me know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Justine or her company, go to nextgenchef.com. That's G-E-N chef.com subscribe to our podcast and youtube channel for more innovator interviews expert advice and leadership discussions if you like this episode leave a heart thumbs up or review and share it with your colleagues as an ever-evolving show we also love feedback so send us ideas for who we should talk to next to evolve at modern species.com and learn about our online community and new masterclass on scaling brand impact at evolvecpg.com. See you next week.